Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Let's stand to our feet. Darkness run for cover Like the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven I believe in signs and wonders I have resurrection power It's for the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven my praise belongs to you forever This is my testimony From death to life This grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony Together, son and daughters, brought with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Yeah, our God will finish what He started. This is my testimony from death to life. His grace rewrote my story.
be shaken in the name of Jesus enemies defeated and we will shout it out shout it out more time say God is fighting for us pushing back the darkness lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name Shout it out, shout it out. Cathedral of Faith, by the show of your hands, how many believe that there is power in the name of Jesus? We are standing in agreement with you right now. We believe that the name of Jesus is a strong tower. We believe that the name of Jesus contains every prayer that we could ever pray is in that name. And I just declare over your people today, God, I just declare healing, I declare deliverance, I declare restoration, rejuvenation, inspiration. God, we just look to you in the midst of this celebration and we just declare the name of Jesus over our families, over our children, over our careers, over our jobs, over our ministries, over our physical bodies, over our mental capacity. God, we just declare the healing power of Jesus Christ in this place. And we will give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, and all the God's people shouted. We're going to declare this song over you in this moment. Feel free to sing with us, but also just feel free to call upon the name of Jesus as this song ministers life over your life. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your pain, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because all that I can do In desperation I'll seek heaven And pray this for you I'll pray for you healing But circumstances would change I pray that the feelings have a plea In Jesus' name I pray that a breakthrough Would happen today
extend your hands heavenward father God we thank you for the name that is above every name we thank you for the refuge that we have in the name of Jesus Christ we pray that we will learn to run and to hide in the name of Jesus Lord that we would seek our answers in the name of Jesus that we would seek our identity in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that you would confirm your word and your promise to your people today and we will be careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise and all of God's people shouted amen and amen one more time somebody shout the name Jesus we're so glad that you're here this is Cathedral of Faith everyone's welcome nobody's perfect the love is lived out and everything is and before you're seated one more time point to somebody else and say in the name of Jesus well hello Cathedral of Faith friends and family whether you're watching online or you're here in person it's so great to be together today if you're new around here my name is Stephanie and I'd like to welcome you to the Cathedral of Faith we would love the opportunity to get to know you better and share a little bit about our church. You'll find a card in the seat backs in front of you. You'll see a QR code. You can scan it and fill it out digitally, or you can turn the card over and you can write on it. Once again, thanks so much for being here. The Ignite Silicon Valley Marriage Conference is just a few days away. And to hear more about it, let's go to our friends, Carl and Leslie. I'm Carl Gordino, and this is my bride, Leslie Guardino. And we just celebrated 20 years of being married together with a wonderful celebration in our backyard. Leslie and I hope that you will join us for the second annual Ignite Marriage Conference right here at Cathedral of Faith, Friday evening, September 22nd, Saturday morning, September 23rd. It's a great way to invest in your marriage. And let's be real, it's date night. Makes you want to sign up, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> This is like an insurance policy that you are taking out for yourself and your spouse to have a deeper and richer and better bond in marriage. Thanks, Carl and Leslie. They are so fun. Grab your tickets today in the lobby or the amphitheater. I also want to let you know on our Instagram, we have a contest right now where you can enter to win two free tickets. So check it out after service, of course. Okay, well, that's it for now. To make sure you don't miss a single event, be sure to follow us on social media, download our Cathedral of Faith app, or check out our website. Also, I want to let you know our chapel remodel is complete, so if you would like to enjoy service, the chapel is open for both services. I hope you have a great Sunday. Well, good morning, Cathedral of Faith. 
It's a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord. Wherever you're at on campus, we're so glad you're here. And our prayers before you leave today, you will know how much God really loves you. Well, a lot of exciting things happening here at Cathedral Faith to help you grow. Just want to give a shout out. Yesterday was the Walk for Little Feet to bring awareness to what God is doing over in Africa to help support vulnerable and orphaned children. Thank you for all the folks that came out to support that event. Uh, to see what God is doing. We're going to have another one next year, so if you didn't do it this year, jump into next year. Well, about 15 years ago, uh, God put this on Pastor Ken's heart. He said, we want to invest in a place, connect up with another local church, because God works through the local church that, that had the same DNA as us, that we could help bring not just spiritual transformation, but total transformation to that community. Well, 15 years ago, my buddy Joseph Scott, our camera guy, and I landed over in a faraway place halfway around the world in Kilimani, Mozambique. Kilimani, Mozambique, that country had been ravaged by civil war for over 10 years. They were still coming back from that. Ravaged by rampant, preventable disease. But God linked us up with two amazing pastors, leaders that had planted a church there and was already doing community transformations. Pastor Esvaldo and Anne Maria, amazing people. And since that time, we've been able to, through our church family, we've been able to buy land. As a matter of fact, Sam Hinman right here bought the land that we could, uh, you could see, show up that land again. Bring up the land, there we go. That piece of property to help transform that land. We bought a brick-making machine, we built more classrooms, we built a medical clinic, we dug a well for clean water for that community. Our team has sent missions trips over there, and God has done amazing things, and I'm so excited because I haven't seen her in 15 years. It's her very first time to Cathedral Faith, California. I want you to give a great big welcome to Pastor Anne Marie, and tell us about the life change that's happened in the last 15 years. Pastor, Pastor Kurt, it's so great to be here. Hello to everybody. Um, the life change. The life change has been amazing because the idea and the concept was that we would join hands and bring impact to a community. And as the local church, as God called us into Kilimani, Mozambique, he has laid it on our hearts for young people. So in that time as a church, we've raised up hundreds of leaders, discipled them in a holistic way, built strong Christ-sent families and sent them out across the country to start campuses, to be doctors and lawyers and teachers and nurses and all professions to impact their communities across the nation. But as out of the expression of the local church in our community, Life Child has a special focus toward the orphan and vulnerable children of which there are many, many, many. Now, when I first went to Mozambique, Pastor Ken, the life expectancy was 32 years of age. And 46% today of our country is under 15 years of age. 15 years of age, and God laid it on our hearts to embrace the children, and, and through the initiatives and partnership of Cathedral together with us as the church, by embracing those children and discipling them and leading them to Christ and bringing a quality education. Look, the pass rate in our nation today for primary school education is 53%. 
And we can testify that through Life Child, we have an 89% pass rate, a quality education. It's amazing, it's important. Christ and education. And we also have a situation in Mozambique because of the vulnerability, 46% of, of children enrolled in a primary school don't complete it. They fall out before the end of primary school. I mean, the, the future is bleak when that happens, but we have 96% of our children, our enrolled children completing primary and going on to secondary, and we now have tertiary students. It's transformation because with Christ and an education and through the clinic and public health initiatives, a daily meal and really sowing into their well-being, we're able to have healthy, passionate children, loving Jesus. And we believe that, they, and they have dreams. I remember the days with there were no dreams. Today our children are dreaming and we are setting the course for them to become doctors, dentists, lawyers, presidents, directors, it's amazing. But overall, for them to love Jesus, for them to love justice and righteousness, walk humbly before their God as we see the church transform our communities. Because without Christ, it's not possible. Amen. Honestly. So on your generosity for a piece of land has been fruitful. And God gave us a word on that land for generations. So it's generations of disciple-making disciples impacting the world where God has called us. So thank you. And thank you, Cathedral of Faith. You are amazing. And we are so grateful for every one of you. And thank you, Pastor Ken. So, so Anne-Marie, tell us how we can be a part of still continuing to support what's going on in Mozambique. Thank you. So Cathedral of Faith are amazing partners Firstly, through child sponsorship, you are carrying the, the ministry burden with us through child sponsorship. So I would like to ask if you would like to come on the journey of transformation with us, one life at a time, you can sponsor a child. We have people in the foyers with the cards. We also have brochures because we've run out of cards that you can um, tap on the, the scan design and sponsor a child. We would love it, that is so important. You can also come on the walk next year. Thank you for walking with us. Come and get involved in events. We also have some fantastic merchandise all the way from Mozambique made by uh, the ladies coming up out of our, our um, vulnerable communities and they are learning sustainability and income generation, very important. You can buy per purchase merchandise and Cathedral of Faith, you can come on a mission trip. Come visit us. Come and serve the children together with us and their families and the community. We're praying and trusting God for 2025. Cathedral of Faith in Kilimani. That's so, so thank awesome. You. Just want to say, I've been a child sponsor, two, two girls for my two daughters for the last 15 years. And so I want to encourage you, if you got the car, just stop by, bring it back at their kiosk in the back. And uh, how many are going to continue to pray for Pastor Anne-Marie oh, and Osvaldo? Thank you. Thank you for thank the amazing you. work thank you are doing. Oh, thank it's you so good to see you again. Thank you for your precious yeah. partnership and your prayers. We love you. Thank you. And love from everyone from home. Yeah. Thank you to all the church family for helping bring heaven to earth, not only in Mozambique, but all around the world through our missions and right here in our community. 
We cannot do what God has called us to, to do without your support. There's easy ways to give. You can give through the Cathedral app. You can go online at our website or and give to the ushers on the way out after service. But thank you so much for your faithfulness and your generosity. Can we just give God praise for what he's done, but yet what he's still yet to do, amen? Well, let's continue our worship as Pastor Cedric comes to minister to you as well as unto the Lord.
Hello, Cathedral family. God is good. And all the time, even when you're on the treadmill. Someone said, if you think a minute goes by really fast, then you've never been on a treadmill. And I was thinking, life in the Silicon Valley can feel just like this. You're on the treadmill, day after day, week after week, month after month, going as fast as you can. And you don't have time to stop and think about the big issues or the big questions of life. Often it takes something like this right up here to get you off the treadmill. Don't you hate when that happens? Sometimes it takes a crisis to knock us off the treadmill and get us thinking about the big issues of life. I was talking with a buddy a while back and he was in the middle of a financial crisis. Now, when you're in a crisis, you wanna get through the crisis because after all, it is a crisis. But he said something interesting. He said, you know what this crisis has done? It's maybe pause to step back and think about my life. What are the things that are really important to me? What is it that matters most to me? Often it takes a crisis to knock us off the treadmill to get us thinking about those big issues. It may be a financial crisis, a health crisis, a family crisis, knocks us off the treadmill, causes us to think. But here's what we're gonna do. For the next 40 days in this new series, instead of waiting for a crisis to knock me off the treadmill, we're gonna reach over and hit the pause button. Step off the treadmill, get out of the fast lane, and ask some of the most important questions that there are to ask in life and about life. In fact, I've even written out a pastoral prescription and you can use this for the next 40 days. It goes like this. It says, to whom it may concern, my friend is excused from the treadmill for the next 40 days. Please exempt this person from any unnecessary busyness or pesky mental distractions. They are currently pursuing answers to life's biggest question. Side effects may include, but not limited to, an outbreak of joy, an increase in peace, and a deeper connection with God. Can someone say amen to that? <laughs> what if we all paused, thought about these big questions? In fact, we're joining 150 churches around the Bay Area who are also getting off the treadmill and thinking about these same Questions And the question we're going to look at today as we explore God together has to do with a sense of purpose. Is there a purpose to life? Why are we here? Why do we exist? I'm going to invite you to stand with me as we read our memory verse from the Bible together. It comes from Romans chapter 11, verse 36. Would everybody say this with me and fill this place with the word of God? Everybody. 
For everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by his power, and everything is for his glory. To him be glory evermore. Another translation puts it this way. Everything comes from him. Everything happens through him. Everything ends up in him. Always glory, always praise. Yes, yes, yes. And then another version. Yeah, it puts it this way. All things come from him. All things are directed by him. And all things are for his praise. God be given the glory forever. Amen. Can we give God praise for his word? Amen. Your glory. Say that with me. Your glory. My story. Your glory. Your glory. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. For all of the folks who are part of the cathedral family, guests, and friends that we have here today, thank you for this moment in time that you've blessed us with. And I pray, God, that you would do what only you can do, that you would take your written word, apply it to each of our lives, that this week will be different because we've met you in this moment. As we think about our purpose, why are we here? Why do we exist? Father, lead God and direct us in that discussion. Bless your people on site, inside, outside, online, different campuses. Meet us in this moment, we pray. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, all God's people said, amen. amen. One more time, can we give God praise? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I like to affirm truth to each other. And so before you're seated, look at somebody and tell them, you have purpose. Go ahead and do that. You have purpose. You have purpose. Why are we here? This is a question a little girl was asking her dad, and the dad wasn't sure he knew what to say. Watch the screens and see if you can identify with this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's what happens. When a man and a woman love each other very much, they get married. And then sometimes they decide to make a baby. Why are there babies? Right. Right, okay, I'm gonna get to that. Okay. What a man and a woman do is... No, I mean, I know that the man and the woman have to do something, but why are we born? Why has God put us here? Because that's what? Yeah. Can you identify with that, Dad? I was reading um, one of the Raiders' newest, it's football season, 
And one of the Raiders' newest uh, part owners, he used to play quarterback for the New England Patriots, and they say God doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady, years ago, he was being interviewed by 60 Minutes, and the whole issue of purpose came up. Why are we here? Why do we exist? And he was very honest, very real. He said, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think that there's something greater out there for me? Something beyond accomplishment. Or maybe you feel like one teenager who his dad said, son, you need to get a good education. And, and the son said, why? So that you can get into a good college. And the son said, yeah, dad, but why? And he said, so then you can get a good job. And the son said, yeah, dad, but why? He said, well, then you can make a good salary. And he said, yeah, dad, but why? He said, well, that way you can retire when you get older. And he said, yeah, dad, but why? Now, on the one hand, he was just being a teenager. On the other hand, he was bringing up the issue of purpose. What's it all about? Why are we here? Maybe you identify with that dad or with that quarterback or with that teenager, or perhaps you identify with a man in the Bible. He's in the middle of his own midlife crisis and he's trying to find meaning. He's trying to find purpose and he journals about it. You find his journal in the Bible, the book of Ecclesiastes. And he looks for meaning in power. He has lots of power. He looks for meaning in wealth. He has lots of wealth. He looks for meaning in his accomplishments. He has lots of accomplishments. He would have fit real well right here in the Silicon Valley. He even has women. Someone says to me, Pastor Ken, if I could only find myself a good woman, that's what I need in life. Well, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Maybe that was his issue. Hello. Anyway, he's struggling. And he writes about his struggle this way. He says, look, I've seen all the actions done under the sun. And look, it's all nothing but vapor. It's temporary. It is all chasing the wind. Jim Carrey once said this. He said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and have everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Why are we here? It's only when he looks not under the sun, but above the sun, that the man in the Bible gets some perspective. And at the end of the journal, he writes this. He said, everything has now been heard. And here's the final thing I want to say. Have respect for God and obey his commandments. This is what he expects of all human beings. Something. Something that has to do with God. Why are we here? Why do we exist? And why does it matter? What is the value? Is there value in knowing your purpose? Is there? Well, in a recent op-ed for the New York Times, 
one writer was talking about masculinity. And he made this observation from different studies that have been done regarding men and masculinity. He said, while many men demand respect, we want respect, don't diss me, man. While many men demand respect, what they need is purpose in order to thrive. And I think he's right. Because as statistics concerning suicide among young men continue to rise, the most often words you hear is they feel useless, they feel worthless. The value of purpose enables you to rise above just surviving and enables you to begin to thrive. You know what it does is it takes your activity and it turns it into productivity. Here's one thing I've discovered. I am 63 years old. Next week, I will be 64 years old. And yeah, can you believe it? And here's what I've learned after 64 years. That being active is not the same as being productive. That you can be active, you can be moving, like on this treadmill, you can be running in place, and yet that's where you are. You're running in place, you're going, and you're going, and you're going, but you're not really going anywhere. And what purpose does is it takes your activity and it focuses it. It enables your activity to turn into productivity. It takes your energy and your time and your resources and your creativity and it focuses it on your purpose and your life becomes like a laser that makes its mark on the world. Rick Warren once wrote this in his book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life. He said, men, the men and women who have made the greatest difference in history were the most focused. And the apostle Paul said this in Philippians, I am focusing all my energies on this what? One thing. There's power when you focus. A focused life is a powerful life and purpose enables you to focus. And maybe that's what you need to hear this weekend. The truth be told, you feel like right now, I'm busy all the time, but my life is just scattered. I'm all over the place. And I need to lock into my purpose and harness that power. Because purpose also gives you power. It gives you power to be an overcomer. I was uh, talking, this was a while back, and there's a friend of mine, he's in the entertainment industry. And with the job that he has, he's a high profile actor. And with the looks that he has, believe it or not, he's more handsome than I am. I know that's hard to believe. And so he's handsome, he's a high profile actor, and he gets hit on all the time. He is happily married, he's got three kids, but he gets hit on at work all the time. And so I asked him, I said, man, how do you resist that? 
Really? How to resist all that temptation? And he said, one of the keys has to do with purpose. That he was so focused on his purpose and on his mission that that power of being focused, it gave him strength to overcome and resist all the temptation that came his way. It really is a powerful testimony. In fact, this is the kind of thing that Jesus did. Jesus came to the earth and he was locked in on his purpose. And then Satan shows up and they go head to head. And in this head to head confrontation, Satan tempts him and he says, look, I will give you everything. You can have prestige, you can have power, you can have the world. All you have to do is bow down and worship me and the world will be yours. But the world was not enough to tempt Jesus because Jesus knew what he was about. And so he says, any, he says, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. See, there's power. He knew what his purpose was. When you lock into purpose, it gives you power to be an overcomer. You can overcome temptation. You can overcome distractions. You can overcome disappointments. You can overcome difficulty. You can overcome criticism when you know where you're headed, you know where you're going, you have purpose in your life, and that purpose gives you power. That's the value of purpose, amen. Let's give God praise, amen. Hallelujah. Well, that brings us to how we discover it. We know it's valuable. How do you discover your purpose? Well, it starts right here. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose. These two boys went to a summer church camp and that was the message they heard at camp that the Lord made everything and everything has a purpose. And one of the kids said, I don't know if I buy that. He told his buddy later, I mean, God made everything and everything has a purpose. What about poison ivy? What's the purpose of poison ivy? And his buddy thought about it and he said, well, maybe the purpose is that there's some things you should just keep your hands off of. All right. All right. See, the starting point, if you want to find your purpose in life, the starting point is not looking under the sun, it's looking above the sun. The starting point is with God, that you were made by God and you were made for God. You were not the product of random chance. God was involved in the process and God gave you the body that you have and the mind that you have, the personality that you have and the gifts that you have and the passion that you have. When he made you, he made you on purpose for a purpose. Do you believe that today? And that's why if I'm going to learn about my purpose in life, the starting point is God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says this, for everything, absolutely what? Everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its what? purpose in him. God's the starting point. Of course, I went on ChatGPT 
And I asked it the question, how can I find my purpose in life? And the answer I got, well, it started with this. Determining your purpose in life is a deeply personal and philosophical question, and it is. But then the first thing they gave you to do was this, self-reflection. And I thought to myself, self-reflection is good. Self-reflection is important. But I'm not sure self-reflection should be the starting point of discovering my purpose. Because self-reflection would be a little bit like this treadmill. This treadmill was made for a reason. It was made so that you and I could get in shape. And I'm trying to spend more time on a treadmill. Come on, Pastor Ken. But here's the thing. If this treadmill was deciding what it can do, it can do all kinds of things. You can hang your clothes on the treadmill. Anybody ever done that? You can use the clock on your treadmill for you know, timing your cooking. I mean, there are all kinds of things this thing can do. But if you want to know what it's designed to do, you have to look at the owner's manual, the script, and it'll tell you what this treadmill is created for. And in the same way, when you look at yourself, if you start with self-reflection, it leads to speculation. There are all kinds of things you can do. You can do this. You can do that. But when you look from under the sun to above the sun and your starting point is with God, it moves from speculation to revelation that this is what I made to do. There was a, a couple, there's a couple who's a part of our church. And when their son was in med school, he started with God. His starting point was God. He said, God, show me how to, uh, what field you want me to pursue. And as he started with God, something outside himself, God enabled him to take a better look inside himself and to understand himself more clearly. And one day he's in class and they're solving a problem, and he realizes that his classmates are all struggling with the problem, but it just kind of comes naturally to him. And so this light bulb goes off, and he says, you know what? I think I'm good at solving problems. I think that if I could design and develop medical technologies that would benefit people, that is what God has wired me to do. He said about that moment, this was his language, I think I had a revelation from God. When God is your starting point, you move from speculation to revelation, and that brings us to where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Well, that's the cathedral challenge for this week. Our memory verse, let's go back to our memory verse once more. If we can jump ahead to that, Romans eleven thirty six, For everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by his power. And everything is for his what? Glory. His glory. Say that with me. His glory. Say it again. His glory. What if we just use this as our starting point? Pastor Ken, I'm not sure how to even get started with this. What if we said... This week, every day when we get up, we're going to say a prayer, a simple prayer, 
And if you want the shortened version, it goes like this. Your glory. Say it with me. Your glory. Say it one more time. Your glory. Make that the prayers you start your day. That God, this day doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. Help me to live this day for your honor and for your glory. Because that's my primary purpose. You know, this isn't about my glory. It's not about my glory. I saw, I saw this one meme, if we can bring that back. And there's a meme of a lady. And she said, funny thing, I just got back from the center of the universe and I didn't see you anywhere. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm the center of the universe and I'm living for my glory, but it's not about me. It's about God. God's at the center of the universe. And it's about his glory and living for his glory. An important document in the history of the church, the Westminster Catechism, says, what is the chief end of man? What is his purpose? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. What if you made that your prayer this week? You know what would happen? Is it could take even your routines and bring more meaning into them. Because all of us, we have routines. And when you're on the routine, it feels like you're on the treadmill. We call those routines the same old, same old. Would you say that with me? Same old, same old. Say it with a little attitude. Same old, same old. What'd you do yesterday? Same old, same old. And we, we know what that means. It means you get out of bed and you, you, know, you drive that same old way to work and then you go to that same old job and you see those same old people <laughs> and then you get back, you drive the same old way back home, you kiss that same old wife. <laughs> oh boy, I'm in trouble when I get home. Hope I can make it to the marriage conference. <laughs> Eat the same old food. Watch the same old television show. Head up to the same old bed. Reach over, ask the wife the same old question. And of course, you get the same old answer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it getting warm in here? Same old, same old. But when you step off the treadmill and you say, God, for your glory, you get in that same old car and you're on your way to work and you sing praise to God or you bring silence before God and enjoy his presence, that's the way you bring him glory. Or you go to work and you're diligent at work or you're trustworthy at work. That's the way you bring him glory. Or you go back home to that same old wife, but you love her and bring flowers to her. Did I redeem myself? Or you serve her and do the dishes for her. That's the way you bring him glory. Or you sit down at that table to that same old food, but your heart is filled with gratitude. And you give gratitude to God and thankfulness to God. That is the way you bring him glory. See, when we live for his glory, even the routines take on more meaning in life. 
In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the what? Glory of God, your glory. And when we live for his glory, watch what C.S. Lewis says. In commanding us to glorify him, God is inviting us to enjoy him. That we move from exploring God to enjoying God. What could be better than that? Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand with me, please. And we're going to receive communion in just a moment. But we're going to go ahead and put this sermon into practice. And we're going to give God glory. But close your eyes with me for just a moment as the team gets ready. Father, I thank you. We're so grateful for who you are and what you've done for us. And this journey of discovering our purpose. Lord, it starts with you. Our lives belong to you. And God, I I pray that you would continue to unfold each person's purpose to them. And Father, that we'd start today with something that's very good, and that's bringing honor and glory to you. So thank you, God, that we don't have to drift through life. We don't have to wonder whether life has any meaning at all. But connected to you, we lock into you and we find our purpose in you. So as we sing today, we declare that our story is for your glory. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory, we pray this. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's give God praise, amen. Pastor Vaughn, lead us, buddy. Blessed Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit. in his blood. If you can only say that again to me.
Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. And in you, we find the strength we need to live for your honor and for your glory and to fulfill our purpose in life. So let's eat of the body of Christ and receive his strength today. Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. You gave your life so that we could have life. And we know all too well the times we have failed to bring you glory and honor. We failed to live out our purpose. And thank you for your love and your redemption that you never give up on us and that you will finish what you started in our lives. So we drink in your forgiveness today. Let's drink in the cup of Christ. And now let's pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, the most important prayer you'll ever pray. Everyone say it with me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Your glory. Say it with me. Your glory. Say it one more time. Your glory. God, our lives are for your glory. Just a couple quick things before I dismiss you. If you need prayer, our team will be out in the amphitheater to pray with you and for you right after service. In the sanctuary, we'll be dedicating our babies to God. And my granddaughter is getting dedicated today. So I'm excited about that. And then on your way out, you're gonna get a gift. And that gift will be a tea bag, a pumpkin spice tea bag with a little message about the marriage conference. There's a little QR code that you can scan and sign up for the conference. But this message is sip, sip, hooray. Ignite is just one week away. (laughs) So get that on your way out. I'd encourage you. We'll have the QR code up here on the walls as well. Sign up. Friday night, Saturday is going to be an absolute blast, and I look forward to seeing you there. And then finally, with Anna Marie back with Life Child, if you took one of those cards, make sure you go back and see them. They're in the lobby. They've got clothes all the way from Mozambique. Go out and encourage them. I love my cathedral family. Amen. God is good. And all the time, let me speak God's blessing on you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you know that you know that you know that your story is his glory. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray this. Amen. God bless you.